Good morning and welcome to Church Nerds Rewind. During the month of December, Bubba and Anna are going to be taking a break. For most of the weeks, they will be back for a special Christmas Eve episode. But until then, we're going to be doing some rewind action here on Friday mornings, taking you back to some of their best episodes of the year, starting with episode number 11, which I think is appropriate just as much now as it was then. Battling Parental Lethargy During Isolation. The first up, we got an office quiz. Let's go! Here we go! My name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, a back row morning show. And this show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Back Row Radio and Love Thy Nerd. And for all of you Church Nerds noobs out there, I am a founding member of the aforementioned Love Thy Nerd, a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. I have almost eight years in nerd culture missions and over a decade as a professional Christian on church staff. Wowie, wow. That's pretty impressive. uh, I am married to you. That's who I am. Also, I'm a home educator, which does not feel very special right now. I know. Everybody is. However, I was doing it before it was cool. Uh, You're like a hipster homeschool teacher. Before all the rest of these COVID isolation uh, poser homeschool <laughs> families. Just kidding. Bandwagon I homeschool know, families. I know, it's hard, you guys. And we. I want to offer you some hope about it, actually. <laughs> uh, yes, we are a homeschool family. I am the main teacher yeah. of this fine establishment, which I realize... Um, now and pretty recently when I wanted to get a Barnes and Noble discount for, um, being an educator, oh, they're okay. like, what's the name of your school? And I was like, uh, oh, okay. we don't have an, we don't have a school name. So it if, never if, dawned on me that we would need one. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do, um, growing really? up. Yeah. Growing up, our, my family's homeschool name was Petra Learning academy i had no idea Petra, because stone was my maiden name is stone everybody um and so petra rock in latin i just thought you guys were going with the like heavy metal hair band from (laughs) the 80s the christian heavy metal hair petra praise woo (laughs) i can't yeah no that's a hard pass for me But we need a homeschool name. Uh, uh-huh. So if anybody has some ideas for us, uh, feel free to, to email me those. Um, also, I am a seamstress, which is not. Well, that is special. That is special right now. Uh, but yeah. it's also like eating my lunch and completely <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> but enough about me. Um, I would like to talk about you. Deal. Let's go. You have boasted so many times in this podcast and I don't know. Other podcasts. Everywhere, every day. Real life. Every time we watch it about how much you know about The Office. I do know a lot about How you know everything. So we're going to test that. Sometimes I test myself. I found a... 
it's a I, it says that it's um a really hard one however it says only repeat season watchers can get these right however mm. well i'm getting some of them you have watched the office a lot bro uh, yeah as much as i've seen it you've seen it at least half as much i'm going to continue searching for office quizzes until i find one that you think is sufficiently challenging that's fair I i'm not convinced this is the one I will tell you this. I think that they are all challenging because I am surprised at some of the questions. And honestly, guys, I've not seen this one. I can guarantee you there are some that I'm going to get wrong. It is a BuzzFeed one. And that's okay. I like being stumped at this because it's like it's like when somebody beats me at Mario Kart. Like I get mad, (laughs) but then I just it makes me want to be better at it. So Bubba watches. um, I think you should be writing these, I guess. Bubba likes to watch episodes of The Office and be like, Ooh, that would be a really good trivia question. <laughs> he just said 17 or whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, here we go. I'm ready. ready? I, I am ready. Um. In the scene, it has a photo, but I'm just going to have to explain it because it's a visual, you know. In the scene where Pam and Jim are meeting Michael and Helene, Pam's mother. Oh, my gosh. For their lunch date. Oh, my gosh. How old was Helene in that scene? Oh, man. Now, here's how this is going to work. These are multiple choice questions. She's in her 60s. However, um, I'm not going to give you the multiple choice answers unless you need them. They're like a lifeline. And there's not a limit. But I just want to see how many you can get without even any hints at all. I I I really want to... I'm just out of the gate. I want to say that she's in her 60s. Like either 60 or 60s or maybe like late 50s because the whole crux of that was that michael was blown away with how old she was relative to him well okay so here are your here are your multiple choice answers because you're not you're not right am i not no your multiple choice answers are 49 55 and 58 I'm not right. I, I said that she was late you 50s. You said 60s. I said 60s or late 50s. So is your answer 58? I'm going to... Or I, 55? I'm juggling 55 and 58. Because we were learning in rounding today that 55 would be rounded down to 50. So that's not technically late. No, it's mid. not. <clears throat> I have to ask, man, this... I'm having... Uh, I'm having some so heart palpitations. This is, this These is, are all deep cuts. I know. This one is. They're I'm not go, all deep cuts, I'm an, but I'm, some of them are. I'm going to go 55. 55. Lock it okay. in. Uh, you are wrong. Ah. She is 58. Oh, man. <laughs> Let the record show that I wanted. Uh, that was my gut. That was my gut. I should have gone with it. I'll go. I'll, bro. I'll follow my gut forever. Yeah. D- no excuses. I know that one's on. Code. That one's on me. Come on now. That was a great question. Okay. Ask me Next how many question. other questions people have asked me, in office anything about Helene. I know. Okay, so this is interesting though. The first scene with Helene. It's well, a actually, person. her name isn't Helene, but Pam's mom, Pam's mom is a completely different Pam's yes. mom. And I, I've got trivia what? from that one. That's the scene that Roy comes in. He's like, "Hey, what kind of tunes you want?" And then she moves, he leaves, and she immediately says, So which one's Jim? 
and then he gym smarts and then boom. So like I, it's, it's flown in. It's flown in. Come okay. on. Give me the well, next one. Okay. Give, this give, give, one give. is easy and I'm not even going to read you the answers oh, because it's man. What name do Pam and Angela's baby boys share? It's easy because you're looking Don't at the you thing. Don't you dare miss It's easy this. because you're looking at the thing. <laughs> Would it make you feel where I'm not going to hit. I can't give you a hint. I was going to give you the biggest hint. I've got I've to walk it backwards now, okay? Okay. And I know you guys are screaming. I'll give you a smaller hint. You're screaming at your, your listening device, however you're listening to this. But it's different in the moment, okay? <clears throat> this is why like trivia shows on TV are a thing. Would it help you if... All the lights are like. I hey, how about this? I will use. I'll make up my own lifelines. No, what? Okay. So, um, how about the the lifeline is? Give me the first letter. No. No. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, hold on. Pause. Well, let me let me throw let me throw a guess the, out there. You don't want the multiple. Let me throw choice. a guess when you out have there. the multiple choice. You're uh, gonna get it. The answer is Philip. The answer is Philip. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Got- I was gonna say that we have a nephew named this. I don't want. I don't want. Those are those are black. It was too obvious. Too easy. So so I had to walk it back in my brain. I had to start with Pam was the one on the show. Jenna Fisher was actually pregnant. Yes, she, she was pregnant. Did you for sure hear that in the podcast? Has, we're not there yet. We are light years away from that, but oh. she most certainly was because she went on maternity leave during her maternity leave. She looked actually pregnant with Philip and not actually <clears throat> pregnant with Cece. As Correct. a person who has been pregnant, I feel qualified to say <laughs> she looked pregnant with the and second. That's that's why in that not in, the, in that series of episodes, her and Angela, who are actually best friends in real life, go watch the Office Ladies podcast. It is or listen to what it. Did, what Office Ladies podcast? I know you said go watch it. I know, I know. I'm looking at you. <laughs> go watch it with your ears. So they are they're they're doing a watch through, and it's yeah. fantastic. Um, they're talking about Angela's like, oh, I have all this time. I'm baking cookies and, and the pounds are just falling off. And everybody's like, oh, Angela, you, you look so great. And then Pam actually looks like a pregnant human <laughs> yeah. because she actually uh, was when she's a pregnant postpartum. Human. Well, that was their postpartum. Yeah. yeah. So they well, even before then, like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, they used that. They like mm-hmm. leaned into it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm trying to subvert my ignorance. She's like crying with the dog videos. And oh all man. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for your next? I question? I am. I am. Yes. This one's like another softball easy one. What does Michael burn his foot on? Oh, George Foreman grill. That's yeah. easy. Yep. Yeah. Making what was he making? Oh yeah, he was making bacon. <laughs> yeah. Because the best way to wake up is to smell yeah. fresh bacon. Yeah, and he says, so sue me. And then that episode, that legitimate episode, is one of my favorite episodes. It is a really good episode. And then, if you go back to Bachelor Party a few episodes later, he's cooking on that grill. Ew. And Ryan is standing there next to him. He goes, is this the same Is this the same uh, George Foreman grill that you cooked your foot on? He goes, no. <laughs> Yes, and then Ryan <laughs> freaks out, and then he says, "I got most of the foot off." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ew. yeah. Okay. 
Um, are you trying to get extra credit because I don't have any to offer? This is I'm how not my the one this is how my brain. This. It's it's just multiple choice things that I'm clicking. I don't hate when you get the answer. I'm just telling you, this is how my brain processes the office in chunks. Yeah. Do you remember what he wrapped his foot in? Bubble wrap. Yeah. Okay. Or is that on the thing? <laughs> no. Yeah. He it's just he a tries. Of it. He tries to stick his foot into the cat scan machine. When, oh, yeah. when Dwight is is getting his cat scan. <gasps> yes, because Dwight had a concussion. Stop. Okay. Such a good episode. How much money does Michael think the first aid dummy costs? Oh, man. I think you're going to need some multiple oh, choice man. answers on this one. The first aid dummy. Yeah, and I don't know the answer to this. Okay, I the episode's in my brain. This is... At first I was alive, afraid, I was petrified. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Stay yeah. alive. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> okay, this, this was, was this? No, this wasn't the Super Bowl. This was not the one that aired on the Super Bowl. I don't think. Anyway. So anyway, long story short, Dwight is having to go, they go to, they go to corporate twice in this episode because... It is the same episode because Dwight lights a trash can on fire and everybody's (laughs) falling through the ceiling, doing the fire, (laughs) doing the fire drill. And then he comes in and they're doing the, uh, the CPR training and he cuts the face. Yeah. And that's the picture on this question is so terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes on to say, it's actually very realistic. Um, what was the question? Yes. <laughs> Stop showing off and try, just I'm trying answer to get my brain. I'm trying to get question. my brain into. Um, 3,500. Okay. How much does Dwight? No. How much how does, much does Michael, Michael think that the first aid dummy cost? <laughs> so, He's thinking yeah, so I'm sorry. hard right I'm gonna, now. I'm going to leave that pause in the edit because I think that that pregnant pause is important. Um, like Angela pregnant pause or, or Pam? <laughs> full on pause. Pamela. <laughs> Pamela Beasley. Um, okay, so the reason that this is tricky is because... It's all threes and fives. Well, it's it because Michael in the episode says it backwards. <laughs> and so... Same again. Same one more time. Okay, and I'm gonna say the full. Say it. Say the whole thing. Three thousand five hundred dollars, five thousand three hundred dollars, or thirty-five thousand dollars. I think it's five thousand three hundred dollars. Okay. Locking it in. You are correct, yeah. sir. Because he's even like five thousand three hundred dollars. <laughs> Surely we can come up with something better than that. Like he, he talks about how expensive it is, but it's not. Okay. What does <clears throat> Kevin keep a jar of at his desk? Um, I mean, my gut wants to say M&M's. All right, gut, you're correct. Yeah. 
I also see my gut said M and M's, and then I what read were the other options? Cookies and Skittles. I knew it wasn't Skittles, but cookies. cookies. I was like, he does really like episode. cookies, and he and there are references to cookies. The Cookie Monster Usually episode when they're trying to make him solve math problems and stuff like that. If they do it with cookies, pie. that he can. It was actually pie. pie. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, the scene where they are trying to role play a sales call between Dwight and Jim. This is such a good episode. What does Jim say his name is? William Butlicker. Bill Butlicker. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The other options were Dwight Snoot and James Trickington. And that's why it was tricky because James Trickington Trickington. is in another one. (laughs) Butlicker, our prices have never been lower. I'm so sorry. Like, we should have said, like, that. Th- obviously, we don't. That's a. We sh- shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. I apologize. But. Do I need to. Do we need to redact this question? I don't think so. Do we need We're, to cut? Because we could cut this question out. No, and I'm even. Gonna, I did cut a different question. Yes, I'm going to leave this in because okay. we did cut one that I nailed. I know, and I recorded it as such, but it was not something that I would want on our podcast because the office is kind of a view at your own discretion kind of thing, which is not, I want most people to be able to listen to our podcast in good conscience. But if you are a fan of Love Thy Nerd and Back Row Radio, (laughs) like if the Venn diagram crosses over in both of those areas, you uh, might already be watching the office. You too can be an office whiz because Lord knows that we have the time most of us now um but how many did i get right i got most of them are you trying to end this because it's not over no oh there's more yes bro hit me let's go okay when everyone is pointing fingers at each other like this yeah i love this episode this is a good episode what game are they playing this is finger pistols Uh, (laughs) y'all well it's what game are they playing that's I'm interesting. Not going it's, down for this. It's not. It's not really a game. It's a. It's. It's a murder mystery dinner party. So it's. It's. What it's is a, it? What is it called? What's the specific um, name? Savannah. In, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Murder in Savannah. Murder in Savannah. Yep. Not bells, bourbon, and bullets, or pasta, no. passion, and pistols. Pasta, passion, and pistols. I think a like a better question would have what? been some <gasps> of the names. No, it was. Oh, we got it wrong. Wait, no. you didn't wait, finish what you were saying. Bells, bourbon, and bullets. That's what it was. Bells, bourbon, and bullets. It's not murder in Savannah. Bells. There's been a murder in Savannah. I think he says that. I need to go back and watch that episode because I have and a. They say I got it's an office called, trivia challenge. Okay, well, we will fact check. Bells. Fact. Can't say fact check that for Bells, everyone. Bells, bourbon. bourbon, and bullets. I am not lying at all when I say that's the... I feel like this is the first time I've heard that. I think I've heard that it, feels but I didn't... fresh in my brain. I, I think they say that, but I didn't know that it was... I can recall. Oh, oh no, it is. It, okay. Meredith says... Bells, Bourbon, and Bullets, a murder mystery dinner party game as she's reading the box. That's a gif. (sighs) Maybe I just tuned Meredith out. That's highly possible. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. I'll take the L on that one. I'm I'm okay with that. Woof. Who convinces Ryan to sell Woof? 
who convinces him to sell it? Yep. Woof spelled W U P H F. Yeah. Washington <laughs> University. <Union>. University. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it was. Psychology. Something. I don't remember what it was, but it's yeah. It, somebody it's, yeah, needed the domain. <laughs> um. Okay. So. I know that Kelly. Kelly steps up and takes credit. It's like a Facebook Zuckerberg uh, thing. This came out about the same time social media did the movie. And she was trying to say she came up with the idea for Woof. But Mm -hmm. did she say that she did she convince him to do it? It's not who convinced him to do it. It was one of the investors convinced him to sell. It was. Yeah, it was one of the investors. One of the investors. Um do you remember who the investors were? Because that's going to help you, I'm well, sure. Well, M- Michael, for sure. Michael. Um, Michael was one. Phyllis was another. Um, I think Stanley was even an investor. I think Stanley was an investor. And Pam. Pamela Beasley. I think the answer is Albert. Pam. Albert, because I think they were married at that point. I Because th- Michael gave him an opportunity to keep doing it. And Pam said you have to you have to sell, but was that the def- defining okay, factor? So your your answers oh, are Pam. Um, I'm giving you lifeline. Pam, Michael, or he decides himself. Oh, oh, he decides himself. Because I think Michael gave him an ultimatum. <clears throat> Michael gave him an ultimatum, and then he said, "You have I don't remember how many like a couple of days or whatever." And then he calls him at the end of the day, and Michael is so relieved. Yeah. So it, the answer is he he came to it himself. Correct. Yeah. Thanks to Woof, now we bark. I don't know. <laughs> I don't recall that. Okay. This one is the big money right here. I want this to go on forever. What is the name of the chair lady? The chair lady, the chair oh, model. Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Her See, kappa was detated from one, her head. This was the one that I was like, <sighs> oh, no, no. She, she died in a car accident. You I remember might that. I get it. Oh, man. What? Oh. Is her name Elizabeth Palmer? No, 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 not not even not, close. Not, not even not close. Not, not even close. Would you like some options? I would love some options. Jan, Deborah, or Carol? <sighs> it's Deborah. It has to be. It has to be Deborah. Yeah, because the other ones are. I don't feel. Ex- I'm. I don't. I don't ex girlfriends. I don't. I don't like. That I'm I'm gonna get that right because that was just that was not knowledge. It was process of that elimination. That was a process of elimination. Hey, if it's good enough for the SAT, it's good enough for BuzzFeed. Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. She had a last name. Why didn't they put that on there? Because Dwight like tracks her down. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy episode, man. They sang that and at her grave. That's dark. That's a dark episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for ending on a high note. That's you not the one? end. Oh, you made it sound like it was the end. Why? No. Who does Pam set Michael up with? Oh, who does Pam? Her landlady. Named? Oh my gosh. Give me, give me names. There's only one name, but they they gave you the name and then different. Oh. Options for her occupation. Okay, well, it's landlady. Um, 
Because then she's like, I'm gonna oh, give it to, to you. Another, I need to find another place to live. And Jim's like, well, you can move in with me. And she's like, oh, no. anyway, good. Margaret. Margaret. I I wouldn't have got there. Yeah. Okay. What is the name of the game Michael and Holly made up in the at the picnic? The game. Bum, bum, bum. The game show. Slum Dunder Mifflin Air. <laughs> That's the right yes. one. Where did Jim and Pam get married? Like, actually get married? Yes. Because they kind of got married twice. Actually get married. Niagara Falls. That's right. I mean, they were still Niagara Falls-ish both yeah, But, times. like, they got married It at. didn't really specify that they were married on a boat, but... Like, legit... Spoilers! Under the falls of Niagara Falls. Who does the choosing committee select as regional manager? In Michael's absence. Choosing committee. Oh. Made up of Toby, Jim, and one Gabriel. Yeah. Can't remember his last name. Gabe. Gabe. What's Gabe's last name? <laughs> Lewis. Gabe Lewis. Right? Gabe, you dumb idiot. <laughs> um, oh, man. They, well, it's Will, it Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell's character. And that is not an option. Wait a second. Pause. That's not an option. No. Hold on. Let me let me roll it back. Michael's absence. Well, it doesn't say in Michael's absence. Oh, it just says as regional manager. But it was it was when they were because. Yeah, you're right. Will Ferrell came back for that one episode and then. And well, then he was out. If he and if, they went with if, he, if he's out, then they have they have to go with Robert California. Robert California, yeah, <gasps> correct. See, that's a that's a trick question, man. Because like you're right, I you should get an you should get a point back. Buzzfeed, you need to step your Come game on, up, Buzzfeed. bro. Trying to catch me up with Margaret, get out of here. <laughs> Who? Well, they weren't. Uh, Robert I was. California. That's Who? not even his real name. Who is on the party planning committee? The PPC. The PPC. Um, well, I guess it depends on what version They're of the They're trying to throw you off with a photo right here. I guess it depends. Because they on... have a photo of not the members of the party planning committee, but then they give the names of all the people in that photo. Let me... That's let me, not them. Let me answer your question with another question. Okay. And you, you can go on to the answer if you would like to, um, because... My maybe maybe it's like at what point my question in time? is is Oscar on the PPC? Okay, well let me read you the options and let you make your own decision. Okay, Oscar Gaben Meredith, which is who's in the photo in the quiz. Okay, that's incorrect. That's what I'm saying. Phyllis Angela Pam. At one point, yes. Dwight Jim and Meredith. No. I don't think that it has Meredith to, it has to be in the middle. It has to be yeah, that's Phyllis, I mean. Angela, and Pam were kind of the nucleus of right. it. Yeah. They're the they're the constants. Yeah. But when Oscar came back, he was invited to be on it. Um Phyllis was actually kicked off the party planning committee. It was dissolved at one point. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a whole, it was Dwight it's a and whole thing. Dwight and Jim were the it was new Dwight party, and Jim. party planning committee and they yeah. were terrible. It is your birthday. <laughs> period. Not even so an good. exclamation point. I sent that gift to someone today. Hey, because it's it's Happy the best. Happy birthday to my brother. Also to my brother. Hey. And that's birthday not the same brother person. Twins. 
That's legit not the same person. It better not be the same Fun person. fact, Anna's brother and my brother, both our biological brothers, both share an April 1st birthday. So, happy birthday to Tim and to Josh. Yep. And to all of you other April Fool's babies. All you other jokers. I am so sorry that you've had such lame birthday parties from inconsiderate friends giving you empty boxes of... <laughs> Xboxes and all of that. Or fake poop. That actually happened. That happened to my brother. Someone gave him an empty Xbox box and no backup gift. Well, sometimes it happens to good meaning people who buy them on the internet. That's rotten. Okay. How many more results? Oh, (laughs) I'm here for this. I'm just looking at the time. I'm I'm worried about the listener. It's going to take so long. Uh, But you scored 85% better than other. You scored. No. Hold on. I said that backwards. You scored better than 85% of quiz takers. So congratulations. I still feel feel bad. How many did I miss? I missed two. Uh, Um. I missed dinner party and. Or not dinner party. Uh. Bullets, bourbon. See, I can't yes. even. What is what is mystery party game? Bank, um, something bullets and yeah, bourbon. you missed that one in Helene. And then Helene's so fifty-eight. Two. Those are the two I missed. Yeah, fifty fifty-eight. <sighs> ha, um, I should go with my gut. But Helene. I do think, yeah, we. I think we should owe you one back. That's my personal opinion. Anyway, so you, everybody else, go ahead and brush up on your uh, your office for now. Yeah, office trivia. You're about because... to have to buy NBC's the uh, Peacock streaming service. What? Yeah, it's coming. No. I think it's 2021. It's coming off. Uh, individual streaming. While it is good to have some competitors for Netflix, it's also becoming expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, Bring man. back the boxed sets, people. I'm ready for that. Well, I I hope you guys had fun getting on the inside of my brain. Think of all the things that I could know if I didn't know The Office. All that space. All that legitimate space that is taken up with Office. Information. Well. I would say it's I useless. I know what but, to say to you. Hey, I just <laughs> used it. Eh? It was kind of tailored eh? to you, though. Well, that's fine. Whatever. I'm okay with that. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, do us a favor. Stay tuned right here, and we'll be back at the top of the hour with more Church Nerds right here on Back Row Radio. All right, we'll be back with more Church Nerds Rewind in just a bit, where we talk about one of the perks of isolation at home during this coronavirus crisis, spending more time with our kids. That's a perk, right? Yeah, it's got to be. This week in Nerdy News, this is LTNN. Legendary Entertainment and Watford and Essex are developing a new television series based on the upcoming original graphic novel, Championess. The series, based on a true story, will be told through the lens of Championess Elizabeth Wilkinson in a world of a male-dominated 18th-century bare-knuckle boxing as she trains to become the best female fighter in London. But am I reading that right? They're making the movie before the graphic novel has even come out? Hopefully that's a promising sign for both projects. 
The Mandalorian has released the first volume of Ludwig Göransson's Season 2 soundtrack. This season, he will release the soundtrack in two volumes containing new musical themes, sounds, and ideas. The second volume will premiere in December. So while you're holiday shopping, you might as well take a little side quest and download Volume 1. Yeah, that's right. That was a dig at you, Mandalorian. Get to the main story already. Earlier this year, Mangamo was launched on iOS. The manga reading app allows fans to read over 300 titles for just $4.99. Now, Mangamo has finally made an app for Android, and it's available now through Google Play. What's more, it's that the new users can get a free 30-day trial to make sure that it's a service that they like. Buddy Marini, the founder and CEO of Mangamo, said, Mangamo was created by manga fans for manga fans. Our purpose is to connect the manga community to manga creators and provide an easy and affordable way to read and discover tons of new manga whenever you want in the palm of your hand. Boy, I said manga a lot in that news clip. Just go download the app so I don't have to say it again. And lastly, have you tried that new Cosmic Crisp Apple variety? It was developed 20 years ago at Washington State University and has only now become available in the last year. They are all over the place now. The apple of the future. The most versatile apple ever created. Science, man. Science! That is going to do it for this week in Nerdy News. I've been Station Manager Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to Church Nerds Rewind, where we are taking it back to a classic episode of Church Nerds from earlier this year. This is episode 11, where we're talking about parenting during isolation, which, you know, was a thing several months ago when this first aired and now seems to be a thing again all across America. Oh, we're just just never going to get out of this, are we? Gonna be uh, enough spiraling. Hey, if you got kids, this is probably gonna be helpful. Why don't you pay attention? Well, welcome back to Church Nerds, where we are. It's the name uh, of our show. Fo- it's the name of our show. I yeah. Take it's two. been. All I right. am so tired, <laughs> and so it, it's quite late as we are recording this, and I'm forgetting crucial words right now, and so I apologize to all of our listeners. Hey, you're doing that, and I, I could slayed be in that last segment. really entertaining for you all, or you could just feel sorry for me and mail me a bag of coffee. I don't think anybody's gonna mail me right now, friend. Why not? Um, there's kind of a, a thing happening. We're still out to mail stuff. I mail stuff every day. Not a joke. That happens. Yeah. Anyway, so as we are all well aware, we are in the middle of COVID-19 isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, how could we forget? Some of us want to forget. I specifically asked this podcast to not talk about COVID-19 because I'm just tired of it. Hey, we're doing great. <sighs> But it's happening and it's having an impact on our culture. Yes. So in this segment, we're going to talk specifically about what it's doing to culture in our homes. Yeah. 
So um, a friend and I, the other day, we were talking about um, just how all of this is kind of changing a lot of family dynamics for people. So for some people, that is really, really rough. And we do not want to be insensitive to the fact that, um, you know, single parent families specifically are struggling as we've gone to this home education model. So then how do you earn money? How do you educate your children? Unemployment rates are skyrocketing. Those things are not cool. But there are some things about this sort of restructuring that we're doing that could potentially have beneficial impact, yeah. I think, um, because it means that um, we're having this moment in family history, many families where um, it could be pretty formative because life is slowing down calendars are being very forceful yeah. forcefully like they're coming to a screeching halt um not everybody is okay with that some of us some people are grieving a lot of things yeah right now extroverts um, are going crazy extroverts are going a little Clawing crazy at the walls we're trying to figure out how to because it's not that work goes away completely although it has for some some people are furloughed yeah um but it means that, that was crazy. You told me you said that early. You didn't tell me, but you you said it to somebody else earlier, and I was like, "That is, that's that's a term that has been reserved for like missionaries. Mission and, when they uh, they come home from the field, like they're on furlough to mm-hmm. to come back and and re- recharge. But now people are being forcefully furloughed home from from yes, their work field. Yeah, that's so crazy. That is happening. Um, however, you know, so but we've got. We can't go in out and eat very much. I mean, most of us, the restaurant industries are struggling because of that. But it means that we are, if we're not going out to eat, we are staying in and eating. Yeah. Which we've been being told by all kinds of experts for decades that we need to be sitting down with our families more often yeah, around the table. A bunch of professionals who know. give their life to this sort of research. Talking to each other over... Um, some macaroni and cheese, Which is, whatever yeah. you're making your family. Your quote unquote, eating at home means yeah. a lot of mac and cheese and ramen. I got you. So yeah. cooking our own food, eating together, having a little bit more family time. Um, I will say before you move on, because you mentioned macaroni and cheese, and I think we need to park here for just a second. Because yes, when, when I was, I was at home with our seven, almost eight year old son the other day, and you were out watching kids and doing stuff. Um, for other people who are, you know, essential workers and are, you know, going, yes. going to work. So he was like, dad, let's, I should probably get started on lunch. And you said that? Yeah. <laughs> what and time was it? It was 11 o'clock. Oh. And I'm like, you gotta go somewhere, man. Like I can't right now with this. And he kept coming back like every 15 minutes. Kids hungry. He's starving. Right. Or at least that's what he thought. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, what kind of sandwich would you like, dad? He's a gem when nobody else is around. He wants to be an only child. (laughs) Yeah. And he's trying to (laughs) prove to me that he should be. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, I tell him what kind of sandwich I want. He goes, and I come out almost immediately after that, and we had this, like, demolished um, loaf of bread. (laughs) And it wasn't his fault. It was another one of our kids. Yes. Yeah. I recall that. And so, um, he... 
I, I try to cut it up and it's just disintegrating. Yeah, Literally it was not disintegrating. A good, it's homemade bread and it's all a little crumbling to be to begin with. But when somebody has tried to like dismember it, it's Which, just yeah. even worse. Open it like an ape. There's no coming back from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, he was like, well, we could have macaroni and cheese. And he proceeds to go and get a box and hand it to me. Mm-hmm. And then he walks me through the steps of making the mac and cheese. Yeah. This is how familiar with this product my son is. Are you bragging on my cooking skills? I, uh, or are you like calling me out? Or I'm telling I a story. I feel a little bit shamed right I'm now. I'm just telling a story. I, an adult male, uh-huh. can read and follow instructions yes. fairly well. He's telling me uh-huh. how to do it. And he's like... And then you put the, um, the margarine in it. What is that, Daddy? I'm like, ooh. And also, why was it calling for margarine? Disgusting. Take it up butter with only. Come take on it up now. Crap. Ew. Well, well that, there was the only one left. Well, we made it, and it was fantastic. And um, it was it was great not to have to share it with more people. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> I do love macaroni and cheese, but uh-huh. I don't. Our I children think- are ready for the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, you know why he could give you some instructions, though, is because, um, well, his five-year-old sister, she knows how to make mac and cheese. She knows for sure. And um, he decided one day he was going to make it and wasted an entire box because he decided to go ahead and put the cheese packet in. He was so excited about putting that cheese packet in. <laughs> put it in with the boiling noodles Whoops. before training them. And Whoops. That's just not going to work. That was not recently. If it were recently, I probably would have made us figure out a way to salvage it. But this was back when we were in the land of plenty. Oh, yes. And you could find macaroni and cheese freely on the shelves. It rained from the sky. (laughs) People had too much to know what they, what is that line from the book of Eli? When he's Uh, talking about how we didn't know what we had. And um, we I, threw away people would kill each other for things we would throw away. Yes, <laughs> I don't have office knowledge of the book of Eli, but yeah, still anyway, a good movie. yes, mac and cheese. Okay, <laughs> all that to say, we're we spending more time with our children, and that's great. But also, one of the drawbacks of isolation is we're spending so much time, with yeah, the they're there a lot, <gasps> and it's like you turn around and there's a kid. Yeah, uh, being around your kids 24-7 can be pretty exhausting. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned in my intro, some of us have uh, pre- prior experience with this. So on behalf of the stay-at-home parent and home educator population, I would like to say, welcome. Welcome to the madhouse. You're in it with us now. I would like to say you can keep it. (laughs) I love my kids. I had a head start on all of this, as did many. uh, I want to say women, but that's not actually accurate. There are some stay-at-home dads and yeah, it's uh, a rash generalization. But I I think the needle would point more probably to the more female population. Uh, So. You know, we were kind of set up for it because we homeschool. However, it's kind of thrown us off, too, because actually we spent a lot more time on school prior to this. We're oh, spending, yeah. Pe- there are a lot of parents that are like, oh, my gosh, we're doing so much school. Like, I can't. It's so much. Which, number one, I want to be like, 
I know teachers have to check all their little boxes, but that's a little frustrating because one of the magical things about homeschooling is how many educational experiences you can pack into a day that are part of this like idea of a living education and yes. practical knowledge. So things that you can do with your kids that are actually educational. Baking. Baking is awesome because it's reading, it's mac and math, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, and bro. like sequences, and you can talk about science, you can talk about boiling temperature and what happens to rehydrate noodles or butter, melting, melting temperatures, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Things I haven't really ever thought about. None of that can you turn in as homework to a teacher. <laughs> Like if you're not the teacher, that's a good point. That is the tough thing. I think the the thing that is, if parents were actually homeschooling their kids, like home actually home educating, it would look a lot different, and I think be a lot easier than filling out a billion worksheets and then trying to turn them in. So I do feel sorry for you, like public school parents who are suddenly being thrust into this. That is not ideal. But even our situation. We have a very robust um, curriculum that we use that has just all kinds of things. And we're learning this year particularly about like different cultures. And um, so we have language and we have uh, science and we have geography and all these things that we do. And it's all these hands on activities and really fun ways to learn and art from different cultures around the world and all of these things. And I'm like, cut that, cut that. that." (laughs) We are cut down right now. We're We're just doing macaroni and cheese. Just macaroni and cheese. That's all we're doing. Mm, Yeah. Uh, We're doing essentials. Like we're doing math and English and spelling and like some reading. And then you can watch a science show on Netflix. (laughs) That is where we are because you and I have been working like dogs like really really busy much more busy at home than we ever have been really before is very accurate and so now i'm struggling with this like usually i'm i'm decently good at you know we can have screen time at such and such a time of day and you can have it for this period of time this long and now i'm like go crazy watch your (laughs) science show you got to do that. And we have to talk about what, you know, something interesting that we learned and maybe draw a picture about it or, you know, whatever. Um, And then man, go, just go for it. (laughs) You know, I, I pay attention to what they're watching. So they're not, you know, watching inappropriate things. 70% of the time. But Hey, leave me alone. I'm doing fine. I'm just saying, (laughs) um, but that's, that's been tempting. To me. Um, and so there's a little bit, though, of all like I'm plunking them down and working, working, working really hard. And then there's a part of me. I have just a few minutes to just scroll on social media right now. Yeah, I'm on Facebook a lot, but I'm managing a community, a very like specific community. And yep. it's taking tons of time to do that. And all the sewing that I'm doing. And so actually seeing what people are doing in their lives is not really, I don't know what anybody's doing hardly right now, except there are a few people that I'm seeing all these pictures of like the way that their family is like living it up right now. 
doing tons of fun things together, doing tons of interesting things together. And I feel a little envious. Like I'm struggling with that a little bit because I'm like, I, that's what I thought that we were going to have Mm -hmm. when the idea of isolation was brought up. I thought that it was going to be like that. I was like, oh, we're going to have our daddy home. You were supposed to be traveling like crazy. Yeah, this is, I was supposed to be gone a lot. And suddenly you're home all the time. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Except you're home, but you're kind of not. I mean, you're chained to your desk with your ear yeah things on your what are um, headphones yep you're doing great <laughs> i told you i couldn't or, remember or words. like caleb used to call them your head bones your head bones head bones um you're you're editing 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 constantly yeah. editing or streaming <clears throat> and so i'm like poking my head in the garage like can i use the dryer i'm sorry i need to use my serger or my very loud iron to like yeah pump steam onto things and um, it's just different. It's, it's different not, than what I thought it would be. It's not ideal. And I'm not, we're not doing all the things that I wanted to do because I wanted to be like taking hikes and well, all those me, things. Let me put a word of caution out to you, okay? Because okay. I think one of the families that you're thinking about are our good you friends. You know who I'm thinking of. Beers. We talk about them okay. every week. Because they're, they're our besties. They really are. Not a joke. Um, but I will tell Besties you. Besties is a tear, everyone, just by the way. We have a lot of them. It's fair. <laughs> uh, Matt was telling me that on one of their latest outings, they they live in Kentucky and they went to Indiana. And now they are quarantined, like <laughs> mandate quarantined because they left the country of Kentucky. Because they left Kentucky. Yeah, and came back across. And so now oh, they are. snap. They are straight up and down sequestered. Um, what? Yeah. So, look what I got you. Well, that's not. You're welcome. I'm not wishing I didn't wrap ill it, on anyone. But I'm just admitting to the green monster of envy. Um, in my, in my quarantine. We're not quarantined. You because we keep saying quarantine. We are not quarantined. We are isolating. Quarantine is when they're like, you've been exposed, so now you have to stay home. Yes. And that's not our situation. Last week, I, when we talked about all of the things that were, you know, a stay at home, what what is it called? Shelter in place. Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> don't that. Don't ask me for words right now, man. The one thing I don't know that I mentioned or not was that when you shelter in place, we talked about it, but I don't think I talked about it here on the show, was that to... To legitimately shelter in place, you're supposed to seal tape. the tape, tape all your windows and doors. Yes. Suffocate yourself inside your own home. How are you supposed to breathe? Because you're actually construction workers build houses to be able to vent on purpose because right. it's not good for there to not be air to breathe I, in your house. Crazy. The things, I know. The things just say doors and windows. And I think air is smart enough that it can get in other ways. Okay. So it's a side note. So what is it really doing? I don't know. Nothing. Probably. Do you remember when we were watching Doomsday Preppers and there was that one crazy lady who I thought was potentially the most crazy of the bunch who was convinced that we were going to have a pandemic and she spent all of her time collecting medical supplies and making sure that they had a good strategy for a lockdown when the pandemic hit. And it did involve all of those things and there was a place that you had to walk in and if you had not followed her protocols and worn masks and washed your hands and seen people and all those things, you were not welcome in your house, in her house rather, you had to stay... You couldn't be around the rest of the family. You had to stay in a different room. 
And she was doing and she would periodically apparently do these um um drills. Yeah. And As they most were preppers doing, do. They were doing one and her daughter shows up with her son. She's like, "Nope, you have to sit in the you have to sit in the timeout room cuz you didn't do whatever." And that lady is like, look who's laughing now. Yeah, I have so many there. N95s and hand sanitizer and tons of toilet paper. I wonder if she has toilet paper. Anyway, Good I just question. thought it was funny because I think about that lady every day. Do you really? Wow. <laughs> I Maybe I will now, too. I have to go off and watch that episode. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, she called it. How is she the one who called it? Well, everybody's crazy. All, all the preppers are crazy until it happens. Until and it like, happens. <laughs> Well, and Suddenly those couponers, hat those, fits really they, well. the HEV had tinfoil in one of those gigantic loss leader bins at the store. And I wanted to take a picture of it and be like, hats, hats for yeah. sale. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to grab my toilet paper and get out of there. Which so we got, by the way. We did it. Yes. Don't want to brag or anything. Yeah, I waited in paper. a really long line. Um, Please don't I, steal our toilet paper. It's actually, we have some to share. If you need toilet paper, please tell me, and I would be happy to share some rolls with you. Um, but I thought I might actually, did I tell you this? I thought I might be having an actual panic attack in that line. You did. It was really scary and uncomfortable, yeah, you, you and said I did not. You felt like you couldn't do it. I and, said that, but did I tell you, you how I physically felt, though? No. So, all of a sudden, it's it began when... Um, <laughs> at the beginning, as most things do. So then. I, our store opens at eight. It was a Saturday morning. We and don't have pause. It is not just our store. Let's just get this out of the way right now. We've mentioned this before, but this is like now a nationally recognized grocery. All store. Oh, oh. H E B. H E B. No is, store does more than my H E B, and that is true. the gospel truth. They are amazing. So, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was talking about, like heralding how well H E B is done with the whole pandemic and preparing for it and implementing strategies and all sorts of stuff. And they started doing this in January. So, well, they have been doing it since the swine flu. I found out. Oh, really? Yes. Back when H one N one hit, they were like, uh. We need to have a plan. Yeah, they for have this. a they have a team. So they have already been they've already been planning, strategizing for it. But yeah. the like it's happening. Yeah, and implementing of it. Yeah, January. They're crushing it, by the way. So H E B is. Yeah, they have been better than most stores for a long time. A long time. Now the data is in, uh -huh. and, and people who are out of state are like, they can't possibly be that good. But then they come and they see all those little yellow coupons, and they're like, I was wrong. I admit it. This yeah. is my brother-in-law says the HEB stands for Hallelujah. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes, and it's true. Uh, yes. Anyway, what was I talking about? Waiting in line. So they have a system, everybody, it opens at eight, but the last time I tried to go there, I went late in the afternoon and they were out of some of the things I was particularly looking for, which are not fancy things it's like flour and stuff like that. Um, and so I really wanted to get them. So I got up early cause I thought Saturday it's going to be worse, yep. right? Cause the essential workers even now are off. Mostly. Oh yeah. Good point. So the line is already extending the whole front 
of the storefront and it's big and looped back people i was about halfway so i was in front of the garden section yeah so i was about halfway in the the loop back and by the time they opened the doors it was for sure completely doubled back that's ridiculous and we're waiting so they have people who are Nobody's, handing out you're six feet apart like yeah we're distancing. yeah trying um they have people handing out carts and with every cart everybody gets a wipe please wipe your cart down blah 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 yeah this one guy and they're i mean they're doing really well at managing the line and people are not ugly to each other there was a very tense feeling though yeah. it was just kind of tense because it just feels like you're competing for food it's very weird well this guy is walking with a cart and he's just he, like just bypassing the whole line and and going toward one of the doors and we were like get him no it, oh. it just i was just watching and and he and the ladies who are handing out the carts are like um sir sir and they're trying to flag him down and talk to him and explain how the line works as but if it wasn't apparent he completely just disregards them and keeps walking and uh -huh. at that moment i was just so uncomfortable this is your attack this was when i was like oh no because it felt like i don't want to i don't want to see anyone being stabbed by wine bottles for toilet paper and doing crazy things I, right. i'm not interested in that scene and if somebody needs something i'm just gonna like give it, it yeah Let like i'm it. being robbed at a bank or something just it's whatever but i thought oh no this might be happening and I just felt like everything in me, I just wanted to um, leave my cart and go to get in my car and go home. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to shop for my family, so I have to do this, but I don't want to do it. And I started to feel, it was kind of like feeling like I was going to pass out, uh -huh. um, but I wasn't passing out. And I felt like I might need to throw up, but I wasn't throwing up. <laughs> and it was just like everything feeling like it was going really slow yeah. and like my skin was just crawling. So what happened what do you with mean with the guy oh so the guy i mean he wasn't malicious he just legit did not and i think he thought that there were two lines and one was going to go into one entrance of the store and the other was going to go into the other and so i think he thought that the one was for one entrance so he was going to find the line for the other oh fair enough and that was not the case it was just all one line and once he found out it was fine and he went and got in line okay and it was totally fine there's no what an anticlimactic story it really was which is great as far as anxiety is concerned yeah. and i got everything on my shopping list it's a good thing eggs weren't on there because there were no eggs in that That's store true. but anyway we're gonna get those from across the street no worries. oh my gosh fun. it's just been a little uh crazy and so and different than i than i thought it was going to be but with all of this we have opportunities to sort of restructure our families, kind of come back to how our lives have changed and the potential for restructuring that it's we have a moment. ultimatum than an opportunity, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm picking up a yeah, See it as an opportunity. Choose joy, everyone. Um, we have a responsibility to our community in crisis, which is what we've been leaning into, you and I. Where yeah. It's like we need to be providing masks is my thing and like you're editing and doing all these things and trying to provide things for people to do yeah. and things for people to consume and ways for our church to communicate yep. well and all of this stuff um but we have an opportunity or a responsibility to our children to like help this be a moment 
that they don't need therapy for later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think when you hear kids talking about like the dep- kids, what adults talking about the depression era or something, everybody's family has had a really difficult time at one point or another. And there are plenty yeah. of people who are like, my parents just didn't, we just never knew how hard it was for them. Uh, here's what I remember about it. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I would love to say that that was what our children were going to remember, but there's a good chance they're going to remember me yelling at them because I'm so overwhelmed yes. because I have so much work to do and they're asking me a thousand questions. <laughs> well, we, we did. We talked about it last week on the show that, um, you know, the, the statistic of like, uh, you know, child abuse has gone up. Mm-hmm in this time and it it goes up in similar times like this and i remember having last week a conversation with our kids and i said hey i need you to help me do better i want you to keep me accountable and it has changed it's changed for the better um and like i but it is this this close proximity with our kids that this high tense situation that we know you and i are looking at each other and going a global pandemic much like we've not had to deal with this before and i think that even like in in depression era you know in the depression era like it's just so different than what this is like we're being told some people under force of law and you know threat of in, you know uh incarceration and all sorts of stuff like you cannot leave your house so it's almost like being in prison in your own house it's like worse than um you know house arrest honestly because prison mike prison mike <clears throat> the dementors yeah don't drop the soap such a good episode um but you know like it, it is different and i don't think i'm with you all the time we're, we're trying to stress with our kids hey this is different like one of the things we've been doing with our kids is just like you don't get to waste food anymore yeah, you don't. And that was one thing, literally like a switch. I just flipped one day. Mm-hmm. I said, um, y- you will now eat everything on your plate. And if you don't have kids, kids do this thing where they don't eat everything on their plate. Um, <laughs> that's about how that goes. Or, oh, that's icky. I don't like that. Or my peas are touching my potato or just ridiculous things that kids do. Well, we are going into full on pandemic mode that what if we can't get to the heb and get food we no longer can waste the food that we have Mm -hmm. it's important and i'm not doing that to scare our kids i'm doing it to to show them the importance of what it is that we're going through and that this is not just another day in the neighborhood for us this is not business as usual things are different um the world is going to be very different after this it just is like those are the facts of Mm -hmm. life um, but it doesn't have to be negatively different. Our pastor said something today. I actually said it a couple of days ago. Again, what is time? Who cares? Um, <laughs> he, but he said, uh, we're all talking about getting back to normal. And we can't get back to normal. Like that doesn't need to be something we strive for. We need to strive to come back to better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought to myself, that's a weird way to say that. We need to get back to better. Um, you actually said, 
I don't know. You were frustrated in that very moment. Yeah. You're like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. But <laughs> like, I, the, I'm glad that you've come back to enjoying actually the, what he's saying. Well, the, like essence, the essence of what he said is there. It's like, we don't want to, we don't want to, to say all of this stuff that we've done and all that we've sacrificed and all, all that we have given up and changed for this time just gets thrown away. And right. we just go back to the way it was before. We have mm-hmm. to, when we come back from this, on the other side of it, we have to be better because mm-hmm. of it. Well, can we find value in through this? Yes. Which I think, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was how, um, so uh, much, many letters that were written in scripture are written to persecuted churches. Not our situation, everyone. We are not, we are being, not being persecuted. persecuted. That is not what is happening. However, the idea of going through hard times, trials and tribulations and all of these things, um, having this good effect on us of developing certain qualities and characters in us, like perseverance yeah. and and faith and all of these things, um, that we're going to be made better by the difficult things that we go through because it's part of this, if you're going to use a churchy word, sanctification, um, or this uh, purifying process like metal that is being, that's like molten. And Webster's Dictionary defines wedding as the fusing (laughs) of two hot metals. How many office quotes can we bring? You did this. This is my my brain is. It's just going. But our metal, not our metal, like like metal, but it's a different it's a different spelling of metal. Anyway, we are being tested, and our kids specifically are going to see what comes out. Oh, we yeah. are going to witness all of the impurities oh, yeah. being burned from us. Um, and I don't know. It's 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 challenging, but you know, like what our pastor was saying is, let it be that that ends up leaving a solid. Yeah good sturdy thing come out better on the other side of this well i don't know i have overshared in this segment and i'm sorry everyone so i tell bubba sometimes at night when we're trying to go to sleep and then i just keep talking 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 i'm Uh like i'm sorry i just have so many words to get out right now and you all are getting to be part of this because I have not just sat down to process any of this until this moment when we actually have scheduled to sit yes. down and talk to each other. Yes. So thank you all for listening and being there because that's, that's basically what a podcast is anyway, right? It's like because <laughs> apparently this is how we communicate. Just we pencil each other into our schedule. Yeah, we get one day a week and then we share with the world. It's fine. Well, I wanted to ask though for all of you who are listening though. I mean, these are my these are my challenges. Yeah. I would love to hear what's challenging for all of you. Um, it might be different things. It might be all the nothing that you're doing. You might be really struggling with that or that you were furloughed or that you're having to kind of like what we talked about last week is retooling and problem solve everything, uh, especially, especially if you're in a small business situation or something like that. Or if you are, um, you don't have a family and children who won't eat their peas off of their plate or whatever, but there's yeah. probably something else about this. Everybody has something that yeah. is that you're finding challenging. Um, I'd love to hear about them and hear about your strategies and how you're dealing with them. Yeah. We're not trying to create a uh, co-miserating co-commiserating. We don't want to commiserating. Oh, but is, that, is it just one word? Commiser- commiserating. commiserating is a word. Cause it has co in it. 
Co-misery. Yeah, yeah. In misery together. We don't want to just create a place where you guys come together and just complain. That's not what we're trying to do, but there is something in lament. Um, there's like a whole book of the Bible. Like grieving together. Yes, that is is dedicated to this idea of like if you skip that step, then it can hurt even worse for mm-hmm. longer. So um when I think Anna, it's like fasting and feasting together kind of yeah, thing. Absolutely. That and I and I also told a friend <clears throat> who was asking how I was doing and I was having a pretty down day that day. Um but I was just saying I I'm so looking forward to just be sitting around a table and laughing with people. Oh yeah. And hundred percent, you know, just can't wait. And I think that that is going to just be made so much sweeter Yeah. by what we're going through right now. So share with us your challenges and the things that you're going through. Let's, let's lament together, but with the hope of being pulled out of the pit of despair that we may find ourselves in. The pit of despair. <laughs> That is not an office quote. That's actually from the Princess Bride, but it's still, it's just as good. You should know it. Are you if looking he, directly at me or are you talking to somebody else? If you're a nerd, you okay, should know that one. Uh, I don't know. That's a different kind of nerd. It's a different episode. We're not there. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some strategies for making this moment in our family's history a positive one. And hopefully not something like Anna said earlier that they will bring up later in therapy. So kick back and uh, hope alongside of us here that Coker really (laughs) picked the freshest, hottest beats. And we'll be back at the top of the hour with more church nerds right here on Back Row Radio. No pressure, Coker. (laughs) Pressure's down in the past. Taking a pause right there at Church Nerds Rewind. Just like Bubba said, when they come back, they're going to be taking steps to battle this parental lethargy during times of isolation and quarantine. But until then, I got a fresh hot plate of dope beats coming your way. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio going to be talking about a character reveal from Mandalorian chapter 13, so if you're not about that life, you might want to dip away for about 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Starting in 3, 2, 1, Ahsoka freaking Tano was on this week's episode of Mandalorian. The fan favorite character appeared in live action for the first time. For those who are longtime Star Wars fans but have only seen live action versions of Star Wars, meaning they've never seen the cartoons or anything, the only time they would have even heard Ahsoka would have been in Rise of Skywalker when she was one of the voices telling Rey to rise up. But the reality is for those who have watched the cartoons like Clone Wars and Rebels, Ahsoka is a beloved character and the longtime Padawan of none other than Anakin Skywalker. But she's one of the greatest female Jedi to ever exist. And so it was so nice to see her in the flesh. The reality is though, to a lot of people, she just became real when she actually appeared in physical form on The Mandalorian. You know, some people just think about the animated series and things like that and think, well, they're not real characters until they show up in the flesh. 
And, you know, I don't agree with that. That's that's not my philosophy or my mind. But to some people, things aren't real until you actually put flesh to them, until you put action to them. And the reality is that may not be true for Ahsoka, but that really is true for us and how we live out our faith. In 1 John 3.18, we see this. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. When we actually put real flesh and action to what we believe, people consider it more real. Ahsoka has had more screen time as a voice acted animated character than Darth Vader has on any platform. Yet to some people she wasn't real till Rosario Dawson stepped out of the shadows. For some people, our faith will never be real until we actually put action to it. And that's what the gospel calls us to do. Not just be believers and Christians in word, but in action. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash faithandfandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 187 days. Welcome back to the Church Nerds Rewind. We're taking you back to the classic episode from earlier this year. It's episode number 11, where they're talking about how to battle parental lethargy during isolation. And as we've said all show long this morning, you know, this is this is something that's happening again. And so maybe you missed it the first time around. And maybe this time you need some new tactics to help you just, you know, not kill them. Not that, not that any of us, not that any of us are thinking about doing that. It's, oh, I need to listen to this too. with more church nerds right here on back row radio and today anna and i are talking about ways that our family dynamic could or should be moving forward in a positive way through this pandemic with covid19 because like we mentioned in the previous section there is a ton of stuff that is happening in the world right now and it's weighing down on everybody and each family unit, whether you have kids or not. A lot of our stuff today is going to be focused around having kids because we do. Peter Pan's got kids here, so <laughs> we're going to be dealing with that. But even if you don't, like you mentioned in the previous um, segment, Anna, like there are things that are happening in your life and in your world that are causing stress or hard times or whatever. We want to help you get past that with some ideas. These are not foolproof, 100% ways to rectify any, you know, any negative thing that's happening or misgiving in your life right now. That's not what these are. These are just some ways that you might be able to engage specifically with your kids while they're here. And by here, I mean like right here in front of you or sometimes right behind you all the time, 24 <laughs> seven, 
those little things are everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we've got some things um, that we we think might be good. And these are stuff that, that we're going to try as well. Um, these are not from any website. This is just from the old Think Meet. I wish you could have seen. So this is interesting because Bubba and I um, usually have portions of the show that we write consistently. And we kind of flip-flopped them this week. And so... You get to hear all of Bubba's fun ideas instead of <laughs> my fun ideas and Bible verses and <laughs> things that I usually do. I'm like, are you writing a parenting blog right now? I are you going to do those things or are you just going to uh, have all kinds of ideas for everybody else? I'm going to try. <laughs> um, so this is a challenge to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, well. this is this is global stuff. This is like what what about like I was thinking specifically about our dynamic. What could or should we change in order to make it more positive? And if this speaks to you, hopefully that's like the whole idea, right? Is that somebody else is going through a similar struggle that we are. Mm-hmm. And this can help you come out better on the other side of it. So um, we are being tested. Parents are being tested. Battle lines are being drawn. Like kids are testing us. They're seeing how far they can go in different things. Like my kids will do it right in front of me where they don't normally or wouldn't normally do it. What, what do you mean? So Just right, like the kinds of things they do to me every day. Yes, but now they're happening to me. Yeah. And I don't Uh like it. uh So uh. (laughs) I tell you about these things and you probably think I am just being dramatic, but I'm really not. Well, well, like one of the things specifically for us is that we've implemented a no eating food unless you've been given permission to eat it. Right. And it's kind of a it's it's kind of preppery, obviously. Well, it I mean. To avoid the half-eaten apples and oranges all over the house thing, it's a good rule to have. Not because we want to keep to withhold things from our kids. I say yes to almost everything that they ask me for. I just want to be aware, and I want them to be aware. Because we're keeping the inventory when they're not. Right. And also, as well, like... I don't want them eating goldfish for every snack of the day. Maybe some fruit in there sometimes. When we did not regulate this several several weeks ago, um, you know, our kids, they would not be hungry at mealtimes because they'd snacked secretly throughout the day on crackers or cookies or whatever they could get their hands on. Fruit doesn't matter. Other food that's not prepared food for the meal. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, we've, we've had to discipline our kids for what we were calling stealing food. Um, now that's kind of a weird way to put that, but that's how we're presenting it to our kids is that, look, you don't have to steal this. Just ask for it. And like Anna said, nine, nine, 99% of the time, the answer is yes. Or no, you actually can't have popcorn at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, (laughs) maybe we'll figure something else out later. Right. Um, but so the lines are being drawn all over the place with kids and parents. And I don't know what your struggles are. Like we said, please share those with us so that we can learn from you. And, you know, maybe you learn from us here. Uh, but we can also use this time to test them, our children as well, but in a good way. Uh, and so here are a couple of things that we can do that. Um, the first thing that we're going to need to do that I think is paramount because of just the time that we live in here in 2020 is we need to take a screen time inventory. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in the last section, sitting them in front of the science show. 
ye old planet Earth and saying, just tell me something sciencey from that show that you well, learned. Don't knock it because I know a homeschool family, like they're my age now, where they were talking about how for a long time they were not allowed to watch TV. And then the year that they were allowed to watch TV, their science scores oh, yeah. went up drastically because well, they were allowed to watch like Animal Planet and Discovery there, Channel. There is no limit to the number of things that my kids learn on TV that I don't teach them and you don't teach them. And I'm just baffled at the fact that they learn it. Sometimes we'll just ask them, where did you learn that? Just out of sheer curiosity, mm-hmm. like who taught you? Dr. Seuss has some good shows too. Well, PBS. I love you. Yeah. Keep doing <laughs> your thing. So it's easy for us, right? To let Netflix or Disney plus or any other streaming service occupy our kids. But I can promise you that they want more than that, even if they don't say it. And they're not going to say it a lot of times. Like kids, they're not, they just, they want to watch TV. Mm-hmm. Like they like to watch TV, but they even reach a breaking point where Netflix does not have to ask them if they're still watching. They just kind of get bored with it um, because kid shows are, I don't think they're, they're meant to be binged like that. <laughs> They're just not designed um, with the, the the drama and the climax and all sorts of stuff. They, they don't have the tension that a bingeable show does. Generally more repetitive. Yeah. yeah. So my son asks me every single day, and that's not a hyperbole at all. I mean, I can, it's, it's been every day for at least a week. Um, he says to me, uh, hey, daddy, do you have work today? And my answer to him is, Caleb, I can always do something something i can occupy myself with something um but what he really means is daddy are you gonna have time to play a game with me um and i know that because it's exactly where he lands each and every single time like i may put it off but he never forgets he's like a little little elephant um he's very quiet he never really asks the things that he wants to ask with actual words he just kind of mm. hangs around, right? <laughs> he well, lurks. He's starting to develop this, um, trying to think through if it's worth it to ask the question right now. Sure. And I welcome this, because, but, but I'm having to f- to fight back against it a little bit because he'll be like, "Hey, mama," and I'll be like, "What? What, what bud?" But he knows I'm in the middle of something, and yeah. he'll be like, "Never mind." Mm, yeah. Pass. <laughs> We'll come, and we'll put I, a and I call yeah. him back. I'm like, no, what did you want to ask me? Because I don't want him to, I don't want our kids to not ask us stuff. But I am a little bit excited that he's able to see. Actually, mommy looks busy right now. I'm like, yes, thank you, Lord. So, you know, I'm almost the opposite. <laughs> Once you have my attention and I know that there's something you want to say. You can just say I'm gonna, it. N- now it's an interrogation. I'm going to get <laughs> it out of you. Um but anyway, so like he'll he'll do these things and he wants to play a game. And I know that because, like I said, it's where it ends every single time. So much so that I may put it off, but he's not going to forget. He'll go over to the game shelf when I'm stopping what I'm doing for the day to go and get the kids ready for bed. And then Anna or I are obligated, all but obligated to play yeah, a game with you him. You said that, he, that you were going to play a game with him. And here I am playing... Um Dia monsters. Dia monsters. Yeah, it literally happened tonight, right? Yep. And so, yep. so 
he is that he wants so much to spend time with me like our kids want that they want to spend time with us but we'll gladly take the alternative if they're left with no other option like they're going to sit in front of that tv and watch all day long um but we personally have seen how our kids are like the worst versions of themselves when they spend all day in front of a screen mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah we've gone on some some screen time cleanses in the past um cuz it's a and i and i want to say this um it's not that watching movies is bad it's not that playing games is bad and not that i think that screens are bad just inherently no all of those things i think can be family time but oh, in order yeah. for them to be family time you have to be as a family doing it like we watch lego masters as a family as long as that is going on that's like our wednesday night except for except for this last wednesday night because of stinking masks there was a two hour masked singer and our daughter naomi love she's she's that's like perfect for her yeah it's exactly what she likes and she's the one that wanted to watch it (laughs) and so we probably made it 30 minutes into mm-hmm. that episode no we made it longer than that Did we? yeah it well, is she, so bizarre it's like japanese game show that's we decided. what i said i think it's like but even <laughs> then we were like nanny do you want to keep watching this and she's like nah I'm good. <laughs> you know so like just I, give me my lego masters back yeah um but even then like to, to take it even back to scripture like the bible tells us like in all things be moderate Right. Like, yeah. don't, you, you don't need to just spend your day all day doing that one thing. So, no, like, yeah. it's, and it's really easy for me. Like, I do love thy nerd. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is online. Animal Crossing is a real thing that exists right now. New Horizons on the Switch. Don't talk to me. Jaboy wants to play that game. Remember that whole envy thing I was talking about? I'm struggling, man. I bought it for you. I know, and I have played it once. And I've played it a lot. I know. But not as much as I want to. Like, even, like, it it is just not there yet. So I get it. I fully understand. And I tell parents and, you know, kids and all sorts of stuff all the time. It's like, look, when I'm talking to my kids, hey, if anybody gets it, daddy gets it. Like if anybody understands, it's me. I know what your kids are going through, all that stuff. But there is a time where you have to stop. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it has to be all the time, but we found with our kids that if we let it get too far, then we have to do a hard break. Yeah. Aggression goes up, creativity Cold turkey. goes down. Yeah. And so we have to do a... Yeah. And I don't I, recommend it's, that it's method. You what? I don't recommend that method. Well, I, I, but sometimes it has to, it has it has to, to happen. Peak. Like it, ha- yeah, it has to peak before we get to the other side. And I think that if you just regulated it, well, I will say this and I'm not talking you, I know I'm looking you dead in the eyes, but like if we as parents did a better job of regulating, I've even found that we've got three kids. We give them an hour each. Uh, and they only ever want to play the switch. We give them an hour each and we don't get two hours into that before they are at each other's throats Mm -hmm. because the third one can't wait and the timer goes off or they forget to set a timer or what, like it's just world war Mm three over this thing. 
And probably the last several days, I would say the last two or three days, I've had to go in there and take it away from them before the final one gets their time because it's they're about to kill each other. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Thinking thinking better about how to regulate that. And on top of that, our kids are watching a lot of TV right now because you and I are so preoccupied. So we're speaking to ourselves just as much as we're speaking to everybody, but we have to take an inventory of screen time in general. And if we're dealing with kids that are, you know, almost eight years old and our, our youngest is about to be four, like, no, that's a lie. Five. <laughs> what is time? Seven. And actually seven, five, his and birthday is the right farthest now. one it's, away of anybody. It's fine. We're dealing with young kids. If you're dealing with like preteens or teenagers or whatever, like you're, that screen time might look different. It might be cell phones. It might be. It's true. You know, iPads and stuff like that. Which I still hold to my, um, if you can be there with them during screen time, that's really the best. Because then, for one thing, you're not going to want to watch the same show over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. They will, but you will not. So you're more likely to turn it off at a reasonable time. Yeah. And if you've ever, as far as like older kids who are doing things like streaming and online, you know, playing and stuff oh, like yeah. that, there are kids, there's a trope about them that are just the worst when yep. they're on there. How many of those kids have a parent in the room? The answer is none of them. Yeah. No. How you say zero. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. Like kids act different when their parents are there. Um. And their parents can keep them safe Yeah, when they are there. It's and true. that's, and that's why I tell the kids too, is like, I, I like to pick a lot of the shows that they watch and things like that, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Even if it's on the kids, mm-hmm. the kids portion of something, I don't really know what's in there. Yeah, it's true. A lot of just cute stuff goes in there. We're going to tackle that in a future episode, like things that we feel might be appropriate um, for our kids. And we'll kind of share that stuff with you to kind of help you understand where you might want to be um, or where you could be. How about this? Let them choose to do some of the things that maybe they haven't done before. That's kind of a novel idea. Examples like. um... Well, I'll start off by saying this. Like, I have absolutely no idea what that thing would be for your kid listeners. I don't know. Um, But it could look like increased responsibilities. So, like, cutting things with a sharp knife, is that... Well, I guess that depends on the kid. Um, This doesn't necessarily have to mean, like, more chores, but if you could get them to help around the house, like, I'm not going to stop you. And CPS probably ain't going to come by because ain't nobody coming to houses right now, so... um, You're going to get us flagged. No, but but seriously, like, if, if it is increased chores at your house, that's fine, and I think that you should maybe take advantage of that. To teach your kids responsibility, but I'm not talking specifically about increased chores. You say this, <clears throat> but you have to remember, and I'm just going to speak some some uh, stay-at-home mom wisdom into this. Yeah, all right, let's go hit me. That when we're talking about having kids do the things that they've never done before, that requires continual parental monitoring. So I'll give you an example from this day, today. Do I yell? I bake my own bread. Okay, um, humble brag. Well, sometimes, and I hadn't been, but now I definitely am in an attempt to go out less. And um, 
I'm like kneading the dough, you know. And Naomi, she loves to help in the kitchen, uh-huh. loves it. She always wants to, you know, help with everything. One day she like peeled part of her finger off because she wanted to <laughs> peel the fruit and uh, yeah. she got distracted. And, you know, I, I tried to monitor her, her doing certain things, sure. you know, these things. Well, kneading, it's like, well, you have to have clean hands, obviously, because gross. Um, yeah, it's and then kind of a big deal right now. I didn't really want to let her because I knew it was going to be a little more work for me because I'm going to, she's not strong enough to need the amount of dough as sure. much as it needs to be needed, needs to be needed. Some people Don't need to, to be, be needed. needed. Yeah, another office I reference. have to be needed. What is it? I have to, I'm not like my yeah. need to be praised <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and sure enough, like, so one of the things in this next section that I was, cause I was going to talk about this anyway, it's, it's finding easy yeses yeah. to say to your kids um, because we say no to them a lot. And so I was challenged one time to like, don't say no unless you have to. And just say yes to the easy things. Like it's easy to have your no face on all the time. Yeah. Find things to say yes to. And so in my mind, she's like, mommy, can I help? Can I help? And I'm like, I want to just get this done quickly because I have like a thousand other things to do. But yes, oh, yeah. okay, you can help me. So she helps with the kneading of the dough, but it's very sticky. And then the thing that was like, yes, I have to re-knead the dough, but then I also have to help her clean all of this dough off of her hands yeah. and figure out how to turn on faucets without getting dough everywhere uh-huh. and get it all off of her. And I still have to go back and I'm like one doughy hand that I've been trying to get the dough yeah. off and one hand that I'm trying to turn on water. And I'm like, this is so much harder yeah. than just doing it myself. Oh, yes. That is the challenge. Absolutely. That I struggled with today as yeah. I was trying to say my easy yes. So that is not new information to me. I know. I'm just even, bringing even it Even conceptually. And I don't think it's going to be new information for our listeners either because the caveat to all of these points is you're going to have to spend time with your kids. Like, I know. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to parent them is, is really what it boils <laughs> down to. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just letting them do things that they, it, she learned something today about how hard it is to make bread, if nothing else. And I guarantee you, because she is smart, she's a very smart girl, that she will not make similar mistakes next time. She didn't really make mistakes. It was just she reached the point yeah. where she couldn't do it anymore. So. Well, I guarantee she learned from it. So like spending time with our kids, giving them increased responsibilities, even if they mess it up, like let them do things. And this could be something really simple. It doesn't have to be something as, as physically intensive as kneading dough. Okay. It could be like really letting them pick what you have for dinner or what kinds of things you might actually macaroni and cheese every day. Well, absolutely. 100%. Or like even picking the things that you're going to pick up at the grocery store, which can be the same thing, by the way. Like if you look at this, it's just dissecting the same specimen several times over and over again. Um, You could even let them plan out how the day is going to go. Now, you would be in charge of the things that are actually on the list, but you would give them the, the ability to be able to put them into any order. So all meals in the first half of the day, because... You can create any kind of structure that you would like. I will let you be a smart adult 
and figure out which things should go in what space. I saw this thing where they, because <laughs> when kids are bored, they want to eat. Also, yeah, well, when adults are yeah, bored, they not, want to eat. That yeah. is why the obesity problem is the way it is in the United States of America. Yep. But I saw this thing where it was like, here's how we're handling the snack situation. Every kid gets a basket with all of their snacks and little drink things for the day. And when they're gone, they are gone. And the idea is that this will help kids to ration. <laughs> and I'm like, they would eat all of that all of by them. 11 a.m. All like, of them. I know it. I just know it. I've watched our kids eat candy. Well, I mean, I and don't know. Maybe I just need to give them it. the benefit of the doubt no. and let them try and learn. <laughs> no, what, what's going to happen is you, you put healthy things in that basket and you watch them. Oh, no. Stay to the very I mean, end. Everybody eats their Oreos first in their Lunchable. That's like I do that. I'm a Chips Ahoy guy, but I see, where, I see where you're going. Anyway, continue. Well, yeah. So anyway, like this, you could really do that playing the day out. You could do that one day a week. Just start it off easy or you do it more or whatever. It, it really doesn't matter. But this is the kind of responsibility that I'm talking about. Give them a little bit of ownership that they're, they're not just little worker bees that are going around and doing your bidding which a lot of times kids feel like that's exactly what it is, <laughs> yes. right? It's true. I so, remember telling my, or one of us told my mom that we were pretty sure she had us so she could have slaves. <laughs> I can either confirm nor deny, uh, but Sharon, if you're listening, uh, please hit us up in the comments. <laughs> um, but what you want to make sure that you do is just be sure to acknowledge their work and their help in the planning and the doing, but also let them know that you are relying on them because this specific time right now, the first quarter of 2020, like specifically, um, this is a time when we need everybody's help. And hey, they are a second quarter now. April. We are second oh, yeah, okay. quarter. I got you. Woo. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they are a vital part of your family's success. Uh, and then you added a little note. Uh, well, I was just going to say or, or just bribe them. Um, which is what I did today, uh, bribing my children to do work for me with cookies and gum. They got to choose. It wasn't cookies and gum. It was uh, there's cookies. the responsibility. It yeah. was yeah. either or. Give them a choice. But it was like, hey, I need dishes to be washed. And if you can get along the whole time that you're washing the dishes and get them all done, you can have a, a cookie. And if you cannot do that, then <laughs> sorry. Sorry about your best luck. And they did it, and I was like, "Yes, uh, yes." You led bribery, with you led with cookie for the win, <laughs> and they up and they upcharged you. They saw your cookie and raised you a piece of they gum. They did, and I so, and I it was an easy yes. Easy yes. I said yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and the dishes got done. Yes, um, sort of. I have set us. I I had to set some of them aside to be. Um, a little bit rewashed, but you know. To be fair, sometimes it's there are clean things, food. It's clean food on those dishes. There, there, there are sometimes dishes that come out of that sink um, that need to be rewashed when the kids don't do it. So and you can rewash them yourself, friend. Sometimes I do. Um, we don't have a dishwasher, people. We do not have a dishwasher. We are the dishwasher. Yeah, it's like mostly, a Flintstones. Mostly I. Yeah. I am the dishwasher. So. Um, it's not a competition, but when I do them, they're usually clean. So, Hey, uh, another thing that we can do, um, is you can take this time to learn new things about your kids. So let them teach you something about whatever it is that they are excited about. 
even if it's wrong or it doesn't make sense. Kids do this all the time. Is there a story? Yeah, they're kids. They think that they're the smartest things in the world, that they know everything. I mean, did you have a story about that? Do I have a story? Almost everything Caleb tells me. Yeah. Um, and Levi will just go around and he's not like, I won't, I won't call it lying. He's very imaginative. Yes. And that's what kids do. So if like right now, like Caleb, he's been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. So he's kind of into Yu-Gi-Oh right now. And just asking him questions about what is that and why. Mainly my question is why? <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's a little demeaning, but uh, yeah, trying to understand. It's a legitimate question. Why? We have so much Pokemon cards. Like, why are you? What? I don't get it. But ask your kids. Let them teach you something. But on the flip side, and I mentioned this before, do some research in your free time, God knows you have it, to come up with fun games that you can play with them in ways that you might be able to like reenact their favorite scenes from movies or books or whatever that they like. You mentioned just a second ago, babe, that children are very imaginative and some children. Well, we are little one. He Levi definitely is. Yeah. I love to just watch him play. Sometimes I will, this, this is a real creeper, but I will just stand in the door of his room and just watch him play. Because uh, it's amazing. Like, it just is so, so I don't great. think that I played like he does. He I, just, he gets his action figures or whatever. Yeah. It can really be anything. And he just goes to town in yeah. his imagination. It's amazing. Well, there's a ton of that that we, like, as grownups can learn from, like, how kids play. So I think we need to embrace that, like find ways to bolster their creativity, give them spaces. And it's going to, it means you're going to look like a fool, but that's okay because kids don't care. You got to get your toy story on. They do not care. Um, you can make a chart of all these things that your kids love. Like, right. It's, this is simple. This is really easy stuff. Like what's their favorite color? Who's their best friend? Uh, what's their favorite food or activity? Like stuff like that. It'll be good knowledge for you as a parent to have, us as parents to have, to see where they are right here and now. And then it's going to be amazing for them to look back on later, right? Because kids like all of us love memories. Facebook memories, that's probably one of the most clicked on yeah, things. Yeah, I'll tell you what the they internet. really love is videos of themselves. So oh. you should get them, get them to do a tutorial Tell them you're going to make a, a YouTube video tutorial. We and... should post that. <laughs> Our daughter, Naomi, did a tutorial of how to do a cartwheel. How to do a cartwheel. And it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Funny. But, you know, we are all the most fond of the memories that we are in. So if you can kind of give them moments that you, you're collecting data, basically, on, on your kids um, to use against them in a good way. But also something that they can look back on later. Hey, here's this chart. Here's this video. Here are these pictures or whatever. This one's big. You made me put it on the list. I think it's I, perfect. I did I think it's perfect. make you put it on the list. Take a break and go outside. Don't just do half of this. Don't take work with you outside. And don't just take a break. Take a break and go outside. Now, obviously, if you're able to do it, some places... It may be a blizzard outside. Some places it may be pouring down rain or whatever. Like I understand there are some places where you can't, but if you can do it, Anna and I are busy, busy worker bees right now. 
working literally all hours of the day and the night to get things done. Like full disclosure, right now, I wrote in my notes and I have to change the time because it is 1.21 a.m. when we are recording this particular spot of the show. Yes, which is why I cannot remember words. But here's the deal. Like, we understand how busy people can be, but you have to take time away from work and give it to your family. Like, the world right now is literally trying to do that for you, but we can still keep ourselves just as busy and preoccupied as we've ever been. Some of us, more so, like, this is crazy what's happening right now. But take the time and go outside. With your family, go outside. Practice social distancing and stay in your front or backyard if you can. But it is important that you go outside. Every single person that can, take your family and go outside. Which for us, I was feeling, I was thinking that we should um, like schedule it. Like we should have a predetermined time that at such and such an hour, because that's one of the strategies. I don't know if you do this with the kids, but I do. When they just keep nagging and nagging and nagging and nagging with questions, it's why we have a set time for screen time. Yeah. And when other kids come over and they're like, when can we, when can we turn on the, the switch or when can we do this? When can we do that? Or, well, what they say is, can we, can we, can we, can we? And I like to say, you know what? Let's all plan that at 11 o'clock, yeah. we will do that thing. Kids and then love it's schedules. like, oh, yes, now I know exactly when it's going to happen. And I'm capable of looking at a clock. Um, and I feel like we should do, we, you and I need to do that for ourselves and set sort of some, it's mostly us. The kids can go outside, outside anytime. Yeah. It's you and I needing to say, you know what? At, at 4.30 or at 4 o'clock, right before we start getting ready for dinner, yep. we're going to go on a walk or we're going to go do some yard work or we're going to you know, be outside together and give both of us a little bit of time to like yeah. get out of the headspace that we've been in, to enjoy being around the kids, being around the, each other. Because like I said, like we haven't even been talking yeah. hardly at all. Just logistics things. That's and true. So, yeah. It's been it's been very business. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was that's my contribution. The outside sunshine part, which I think was great. <laughs> Get outside. Um, but like we talked about before, um, I guess stay in the state so that you yes. don't have to quarantine. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, warm beers. Um, <laughs> Last but not least here, and I think we don't put this last because it's just, oh, and by the way, it's just like, this is something that should be central to everything and everything that you do, tie it back to Jesus. Like if we are Christ followers, if we are trying to be good men and women and parents that are trying to raise little tiny humans in this post-apocalyptic world that we're in right now. Is it post-apocalyptic or current apocalyptic? Apocalyptic. Yeah, it will be post-apocalyptic. Hopefully post-apocalyptic. You know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Post-apocalyptic will be a little bit better than it seems in the movies. And that's what I'm counting on. When people are like getting crazy in the grocery stores, it's like, we don't have to get there. We do not have to get there. We will only get to that place if you people continue being crazy. Yeah, Stop being the, crazy. Go buy the toilet paper. Aye. So bring it back to Jesus. And this is like a duh, right? 
Like we should, oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, well, I'll do my best. No, seriously, do it. Like when you have screen time, maybe tell them that they need to start with something on, for instance, Right Now Media, not a sponsor, but if you want to, just hit me up. Um, or like a video that your church is producing in this time. Like Veggie Tales are really solid until they're not. Again, do your research. I don't know. I love VeggieTales, and we definitely watched Larry Boy and the Fit from Outer Space recently. Hey, um, nice. I can't. We had we had a reason for watching that. Uh, it's dope. But I started trying to sing the song. Like I can't sing it right now because yeah. I don't want to get flagged. Yeah. But um, then I they were like, "What is that?" And I so so we watched it you have to fix because it was on the YouTube. There, yeah. And and I enjoyed it. Well, immensely again it's good until it's not <laughs> that was in the it's good so do your research on all that stuff but um also have a daily bible reading that you do as a family but again in the spirit of letting them have some responsibility let them choose what the bible story is like kids know i'm not going to make a general you know a rash generalization here, but I will say like for our kids, our kids know enough about the Bible that they could say Adam and Eve or Noah or, you know, whatever. Like you and Caleb were just reading the other day, the Tower of Babel. Um, You know, so like our kids know enough about scripture that they could make a choice. And even if your kids don't, maybe ask them just to see, again, that's a good testing spot to see how much do they know not how much do you think they know, but how much do they know about the stories in the Bible? Well, and it's also, you know, it's Easter coming up. and Oh my gosh, it's Easter, Easter coming up. We're actually in Lent right now. Is that crazy? And for Lent, all of us are giving up people. Yeah, we give up talking to each other. <laughs> so um, this is, I don't know, if you're not the kind of family that has typically done the whole like Holy Week and... um just kind of going through there's there's a lot of tradition oh, surrounding yeah. this time of year. This is a good opportunity to lean into some of that stuff. One hundred percent, it is. You have maybe time and space to research it, and you need things for your kids to do. And making making the Bible interactive, um, they're used to that at Sunday school, but they might not be actually used to that in your house. Um, and so it can be, yeah. I don't know, a little bit different. I was, I was reading, um, one of my memories and it was that, um, you were like, this is the most homeschool thing that we have ever done. And it was that we did a reenactment of, um, Jerusalem welcoming, welcoming oh, Jesus yeah. Yeah. saying Hosanna, Hosanna with palm leaves. Um, I stand by what I said. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus was a cheese stick. <laughs> Riding on a donkey. Um, anyway, it's it's this is it my is life. cheesy. It's cheesy, but I think because the, the cheese stick. Because Jesus, it was hashtag Jesus. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> but um, we have we have opportunities right now. Oh yeah, nothing but opportunities. I think this idea um, of infusing it's kind of like with homeschool things. Like when I was saying, math is in cooking. Um, yeah, this concept of bringing scripture and spirituality into and infusing it, we attempt to infuse it into everything that we do. We try to bring it all 
back because this is if this is this is what we call being um i guess spiritually and relationally congruent yeah which it means that we're that we're talking about the same things at church that we're talking about at home oh yeah and um and deuteronomy talks about this so god had given his people the law and moses is you know relaying this relaying what god is saying and he says you know this like teach them to your children and write them I wanted to read the message version of that because um, <clears throat> he says, write them, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts, Yeah, get them inside of you and get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts, doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. So basically, I mean, we're not like tattooing them on our foreheads, but um, it's keeping them in, Yet. keeping them in um, places where you literally cannot forget. You would have to tattoo them backwards because you look in the so mirror. Look in the mirror, maybe just like, write it in soap on the mirror. Might be. Oh, it's not more what the Bible says. So big fan of sticky notes um, for myself yeah post-it should definitely get in on that but i mean there's there's it's the concept <clears throat> is make it a part of every day yeah it's, Everything a, you it's do. a constant infusion that you're constantly looking for ways to bring that back to a spiritual concept see and that's why i a lot of times have a problem with when people use the phrase and if you're one of these people i'm, I'm not knocking it all right it's just i i take certain offense with it um when people say you know christ or god above all things and then like a god first and then my family and yada 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 like i understand the hierarchy okay i get it but i think a better representation of how we would live our lives is christ in the middle of everything that you do so that i'm not having to shirk things just to to say i gotta put god first but it's like mm. how would i be what god wants me to be the person that god wants me to be while i'm doing this thing that i don't have to say i, I can't do because god first mm -hmm. like you know put god in the middle rather than putting god at the top he's still central everything comes from him it's it's moving outward from the this you know the center like an explosion kind of a deal you know but I think that, that you're exactly right. So in these things that you're doing and everything that you do, bring it back to Jesus. And if you have a Bible reading with your, with your family, ask them what their favorite story is and ask them why. That's more about learning about your kids. Like, hey, if the Garden of Eden is your favorite story, why? Mm -hmm. Just ask why questions. They're asking you why questions all day long. Give them a little taste of their own medicine. Why not? Um. How about this? Like when you're outside, remind them that God has made everything that they see and everything that they can't. Ask them to point out some of the things that are the most beautiful things that they can see and talk about how God is in the business of beauty. You can talk about how in Romans it says that we are without excuse because of the beauty that we see around us. Like God gives us things to show us he loves us and that he is in control. And you can do that just by going outside in nature and looking around. So those are some things you can do while you're outside to draw back to God. But wherever you are, whatever you're doing, bring it back to Jesus. Not everything needs to be a flannel graph, Karen. Don't you 
dare. I'm just saying. Dis flannel graphs. I'm just saying. Not I everything. I think that those are one of the most underused tools right now I'm, in Sunday schools. They're, I'm waiting for the resurgence. I'm they, waiting for it. Yeah. Do you know what? I saw one somewhere and oh, 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 I know where it was. It was at the Orange Conference. They used to oh, flannel yeah, graph that's or true. something. They did. And there are some people who flannel, gra- flannel graphs blow their mind and they're like, oh, this is good. I'm like, I yeah. know it's yeah. good. Welcome to my childhood. <laughs> Fantastic. But, anyway. But what I'm trying to say is like not everything needs to be a Sunday school lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's sit down. Let's read the story. Let's do this. It's, we have an hour and we're going to play we're, all this stuff. Like we know what it is because this is this is our life, right? Church on Sunday has been our life for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And now we're being forced to do things differently. So let's embrace this difference in our life. But not everything needs to be that kind of moment. But you do need to remind your kids that Jesus is just as important as he's ever been. Not going to church for a month can really make a person lose that sense of importance. And you know what? It's not just kids. We need the reminder too. Well, I think that, uh, you know, we know in ministry because we talk about this all the time that it's like we get we only get so many hours with your kids. Here's how many hours you have with your kids. Well, now they're not even getting no those other hours, and so this responsibility falls squarely on us as parents. If they're not getting it from us. They are not getting it from you know Mrs. Whoever lady no. or man who is the person who's in charge of your children's ministry. Our church is trying right. You know? We we're doing mm-hmm. some videos and stuff where we're trying to do some some touches and encouragements and story reading videos and stuff like that. But but you're right that that one or two or three hours a week that normally you would lean on the church to be able to do that doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. for for now. It doesn't exist. So Orange has got to be just like jumping for joy, going all right, cool. This is the best social experiment. Not to make light of what's happening, but now, now what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. We've been get, telling you for years and equipping you to do this. Mm-hmm. N- now do it. Yeah. So as parents, this is what we get to do. We get to show and, and teach our kids how Jesus would react in high-stress situations. Um, how they should be living their life. Some of us aren't really doing well, we, so well at we, teaching them that. Yeah, but I'm feeling particularly not good about that this week. Yeah, but th- this one's this one's not about us. Let's <sighs> let this one be about the listener. Uh, but no, really, we're getting an opportunity to show these these things to our children, and in everything you do, just bring it back to Jesus. And honestly. A lot of us listening to this grew up in the WWJD bracelet time. Just like that era, go back to it in your brain. What would Jesus do in this situation? Because now you are legitimately having to teach that to the tiny humans that learn when you're not teaching in your house. So think about that. I really hope, Anna and I really hope that this has been helpful helpful for you. And if you have kids, maybe... Try some of this stuff. Mm. If you don't have kids, share this podcast um, with somebody who does. We're all dealing with similar things and any help 
any help at all is greatly appreciated. Yeah, we're open to suggestions. And like I said before, we would love to hear. Before I said I was asking about challenges that you might have, but we would really love to hear what is working Share for the victories. you. So send your recommendations, your success stories, your ideas to church nerds at lovethynerd.com. We're going to get a fancy email address. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to close out the show and give you our nerdy recommendations right here on Back Row Radio. It's been a great show so far here on Church Nerds Rewind, but it's not over just yet. Keep it right here on LTN Radio. We have got... A nerdy recommendation coming your way once we return. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio first? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at ltnonair.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Church Nerds Rewind. As we're wrapping up the show, Bubba and Anna have their nerdy recommendation for the day. Do not miss it. Close out the show this week. We have a nerdy recommendation for you, and it is probably it's probably the best thing that it could be, given the nature of this podcast, what we talked about this episode, and the Venn diagram crossover that we are trying to hit with nerd culture and church culture. And that is you gonna say something? No, I was just gonna say that this one's a little more churchy. Then, you know, some of our recommendations have leaned more nerdy. Yes. This one leans a little more churchy. Yeah. Again, with the needle, I think Mm -hmm. it would point. Uh, This is it's called Animo. And this is a living deck Bible verse game. And it's cooler than it. As I was saying that, like that, those were just a lot of Bible words coming out of my mouth. It's. You know, without infringing on any trademarks, it's the it's a concept similar to like a, a Pokemon trading card oh, game yeah. style, um, but right. with more spiritually beneficial uh, elements to it. Yes. So you have like different powers and different like creatures and stuff like that that are in the game that are physical cards that you can collect. And every single one of them has a Bible verse on it, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So, like, for instance, um, my son, Caleb, 
Um, he loves Pokemon. Like we talked about that and he's kind of getting into Yu-Gi-Oh and all that mess. Well, um, they actually, Animo sent us a couple of decks for Love Thy Nerd and we're going to talk about it right here and hopefully get you guys to go and get some of this stuff. Cause if you have kids that I, I would say are probably 13 and under, maybe a little bit younger than that, like this is going to be perfect perfect for them because what this does is it allows them to actually play several versions of this game like with pokemon it's it's mainly like battling like you do Mm -hmm. one thing and you you battle and that's it this one is based around scripture memory so i'm going to read you the first card that's not even a playing card this is like the instructional card that comes in it says stop do not put this deck in in the game drawer. Animo is much more than just a game. It's a living deck. God's word is real and alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. Go ahead, mix it up, add cards to this deck. I'm sorry, add cards to this deck and mix it up with cards that you find in character packs or expansion decks and carry them with you. Read them daily. Stick one of them on the bathroom mirror. We talked about sticky notes earlier. This is encouraging kids to do that. Use one as a bookmark. Play the games. Customize your deck and give them to your friends. Trade them with others. God's word is a gift. Learn it, love it, live it. So the other day, uh, yesterday, again, who cares? What is time? Um, My son engaged in a giveaway that they were doing. And on their Facebook page, they were saying, hey, if you will hold up this card, it's the, the little bunny rabbit is called Glimmer. That's the character. And if you memorize the verse and show yourself in a video reading it, they will actually send you a holographic version of that card. Which Caleb is all about those holograph cards. There's almost nothing in the world that he loves more than holographic cards. So to be able to do that, he jumped straight up out of his seat and ran over. We found the card. Um, If you don't have a copy of the game, you can still get in on this. They actually have coloring sheets that you can print out, and you can still get a copy of the holographic card if you hold up the coloring sheet and do the verse. And so the verse that he learned was Luke 6.31. This is the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you. In that voice, in that preacher voice, do to others as you would have them do to you. You got to put the emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> Absolutely. The hard part with Caleb is getting him to not just memorize it, but to put it into practice. We're working right. on that next. That's nothing that a, a card game is going to be able to Which, do for us. I mean, as an Awana kid, there were many, 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 many verses that many. I learned that later, years later, I was like, oh, oh yes. Yeah. Now I get it. I think Animo is... Um, appeals it that the cards have a very pokemon art oh, style yeah. to them so they are cute they're fun and there's there's definitely some gameplay that involves um memorization like you're supposed to see if you can say like to to be able to play a card you have to see if you can say the verse on it and stuff like that which yeah i know it's, you get it's, bonus points if you like, can recite the verse it's like you know, you think, well, are they putting this in their long-term memory or their short-term memory? But, I mean, any repetition, reading and repetition, is going to enforce, you know, reinforce um, memorization. So. Absolutely. 
Well, you can go to animocards.com and you can order the first uh, set that they have out right now. And they've got some booster packs and stuff like that. Those are extra cards that you can add into your decks and all sorts of stuff. But they are actually, and this is some of the stuff that they sent us, they're actually coming out with what they're calling cross trainer decks which are ready-to-go decks that you can use to battle, and they have specific cards in there with brand-new scriptures that aren't in the other cards and all sorts of stuff that really enhances the gameplay. And they're adding one, two, three, four or so um, more modes of gameplay that you can do. And so, like, it's, it's really amazing what they're doing with this game and I promise you that when I started talking about it, this is not a work, this is not a uh, a paid advertisement or anything. When I mentioned that I got new animal cards in, Caleb lit up. Like, he loved it. So if you have a kid in your house who is into Pokemon, don't think that this is going to be overly Christian cheesy and all sorts of stuff. They're going to love it. They're going to eat it up. And at the same time, they're going to be able to learn scripture while they do it. So again, in everything that you do, bring it back to Jesus. And I'll tell you right now, um, even in the midst of this global pandemic, um, they are still sending cards out. If you order it, they'll send it to you. So I'm telling you that you that U.S. Post Office, it's still still working. It's true. Uh, they are also going to be having a Kickstarter for, like I said, these cross trainers and uh, the new stuff that they're doing. Hopefully, April 21st, they're mm-hmm. going to launch that Kickstarter. With the way things are going in the world, it may not be the best time to launch it. Just offer some some grace and patience. Absolutely. But even if they don't, you can still go into the website and get the the first versions of the cards and you can start playing probably as early as next week, depending on when you order the stuff. So I honestly cannot recommend this enough. I haven't given it a whole lot of publicity because we've had a lot of other things with love thy nerd that we were doing, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that my kids love it. Mm-hmm. When Caleb saw the new game modes, he was like, all right, dad, let me, let me see those rules and let me, here's how you play it. And he's like trying to talk to me when I got headphones on and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he is just crazy excited about playing this game. And like I said, this is not a paid advertisement. They, I, I didn't pay for this. They didn't pay me to say any of this stuff. Like this is the outpouring of what you can invite into your home to teach your kids more about scripture. So that's Animo Cards, A-N-I-M-O Cards.com. And uh, hey, when you order, just tell them that uh, tell them that Bubba and Anna sent you from Church Nerds. And uh, mostly drop Bubba's name. My name is going to be nothing hey, to them. You're here. <clears throat> yeah, well, we we get no kickback. I just uh, I just want them to know mm-hmm. that we sent you sent you to them. Well, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for articles on nerdy things and to check out our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, you can visit lovethynerd.com slash give. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. It's a different word every week. That you struggle with. I, I think love it. I thought I was making it through really well. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, please continue. If you are to give to this 
nonprofit organization, <laughs> your gifts will be tax deductible. Yes, they will. So um, also remember, as you are ordering things from Amazon, toilet paper, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you need. Uh, make sure you're using smile.amazon.com and designate Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. We would love that. And you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms. And as always, right here on Back Row Radio each and every Friday morning. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. That is going to do it for our Church Nerds Rewind for the day. This was episode 11, and uh, they've got another episode coming out this year. It'll be on Christmas Eve, but until then, each Friday this month, we'll be bringing you another classic episode, so make sure you're still tuning in. We'll see you next week. Mm